the state of Texas should repeal all Texas laws based on the fraudulent research by Dr. Alfred Kinsey. Yes, 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 yes. Do you realize you know, there's so many people that did not even yeah. know the name Dr. Alfred Kinsey? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm Amber Archer, producer at Fearless Features and host of this show. And today I have two special guests joining me from Texas, Jessica Brassington and Cassandra Crow. They are the founders of Mama Bears Rising. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Amber. We're so blessed to be here with you. Yes, thanks for having us. Yes, so I am just, I'm I'm fascinated and I have just been watching you guys online, especially because I'm in Indiana, you're in Texas. And so, Tell me about the, the the origin of Mama Bears Rising and how you got started, why you why you got started, and and just really where this blossomed from. Yes, yeah, so in 2021, I unfortunately had several friends whose parents or uh, in laws were being murdered by the hospital protocols, and also from neglect in hospitals. And so a mutual friend of ours connected us on Facebook, actually, and said, you've got to meet Cassandra. We met, uh, well, actually through a phone call first, hours later, and many tears and laughter, we were like, okay, this is amazing, the connection we have. But we also started talking about just this war that's waged against our family and our children right now and our freedoms. And then as the time progressed, we said, okay, we've got to bring this to other moms to have this connection and community to really engage. And then the first time we met, we met for lunch and Cassandra told me that the congressional maps were out. And I said, great what the heck's that? You know, I was clueless, didn't know my representatives. I had basically knew I was going to vote Republican and for the president. So that's about the extent Mm -hmm. of my quote unquote political involvement. So went to the Capitol, testified. She was with me every step of the way. God really was there in the midst of that. And it just lit a fire under me and said, I cannot wait for the quote unquote politicians to do this. No one's coming to save us. We've got to get engaged. So in May 3rd, on May 3rd, actually, we launched with your documentary, The Mind Polluters. Um, it seems like a longer than that, but yeah, it was May 3rd. We said, let's just put this out there and see what happens. And and that just started with the two of you coming together. And, and now you've grown as an online community. How quickly? Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we were up to a thousand members um, by week four. Yes. And yeah. so we are now on week maybe what? This will be going on our eighth week. Going on our eighth week. But that was so if we if we talk about the launch, that was May third. Okay. So not even not even that long actually. We've got about fifteen hundred members in our private group. And then of course, um we've got people that we are are doing things with outside of that group, um, all across the state and even in other states that are wanting to model um kind of what we're doing and our approach to um 
educating and appealing to just the everyday, you know, moms and dads who were, you know, not otherwise politicos or super involved in in that world, but have seen how um, the enemy has just come right onto their front porch, knocked on their door and said, hey, I want your kids and I'm going to use um, these methods in order to get to them, you know, and those are, you know, school and media and entertainment, social media and all those things. And so these parents are, are really just like, they're seeing the attack. They feel really hopeless and helpless, not sure exactly what to do or where to go, or just so overwhelmed they're numb. And so we just, our, our kind of um, foundation is just, hey, you know, like with our, with our launch with the mind polluters, it's hard to watch, you know, and we had to watch it yeah. a couple of times before we were able yeah. to show it in public because yeah. you have those reactions, you know, you, those emotions, they come up. So after we, we showed the film for the first time and our audience looked like we did the first time we watched it. And we said, Hey, but this isn't over. Hold on. You know, like here we've shown you this information and we're, we didn't just bring you here to show it to you and send you home depressed. Okay. Let's get ourselves together for a minute. Let's take a second. Now, what are we going to do? And then we use that second half of that presentation to go, what are we going to do and to empower them? And so that, that method, um, I guess is, is unique. And so that I think is why we're really growing so quickly. And we are, you know, reaching these moms who otherwise they're not going to tea party meetings or anything like that. So, um, walking through this process is new to them. And so we're so blessed that Mm. we are able to do that with these moms because they really do. Um, we are the same as them. They are the same as us. And that's, a large part of the appeal is as well. But Jess has a background. So in, in, um, natural health and wellness and, um, and just seeing how all of these, and I, I work, you know, by trade in, in politics, I'm a policy advisor for the Texas house of representatives. So that's a little arrow in the quiver of our organization (laughs) of really Mm -hmm. having that direct contact and being able to, um, have influence in that way. But with her background, it's so interesting how all of these things are so connected. And that's kind of something that she always talks about is how they're all connected. Yeah, all areas of our life are interconnected and they affect the other. You can't compartmentalize, right? And so I think 2020 really brought that to the forefront. And for someone like me who has been in natural health and wellness for over a decade, that that has actually been something that's positive as more people start realizing that their home life affects their business, right? Their family, um, all of these things. And that they, once again, you can't leave it to someone else to be your best advocate for your own health, wellness, or freedoms, or for your children. You are the parent. It is your responsibility to do the research and you are the expert because you know what? You know that child, the all of the child's um, different aspects of his or her life. And so I'm excited that parents are really standing up and saying, hey, guess what? No, we call the shots. Mm-hmm. We're the parents. Exactly. These are our children. And not only that, we're going to st- stand up and step in and make those decisions. So that's been really exciting for me. So in the short amount of time, what are some of the wins, if you will, that you guys have seen and been able to accomplish? Yeah, so some of our mama bear milestones is what we call them. Uh, yeah. Last school board meeting, and we have one coming up this week and engagement's gonna be even higher. Mm-hmm. We had a really great turnout. Um, that. So that's something on the local level. And I'll share in a minute about the pillars of mama bears rising. But we um, were at the 
GOP, as you mentioned, and some of those priorities Mm -hmm. that we saw, um, and Cassandra can share that in just a minute, um, that really was a milestone. And then engagement in our group, people who have not voted in primaries before, um, they didn't even know what the convention was, myself included. I didn't even know what GOP stood for. I mean, I had to ask and just seeing that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to (laughs) say grand old party. Yes. Yes. How'd you know? <laughs> oh, no. I, that you really know, I heard it. it. I wasn't sure, but I thought, I think that's what it is. <laughs> it is. But that shows you the amount of involvement I had before. So really seeing that was a milestone for us because these are, as Cassandra mentioned, everyday people that were not involved yeah. before. They're following us. He went up and testified in the education subcommittee uh, to repeal SB 393. We can talk about that a bit more in a minute. Um, but then having that press conference and bringing awareness of something that one of our state representatives, Steve Toth, is presenting, the Protect Children Secure Classrooms Act, um, mm-hmm. having involvement with Innovative Teachers of Texas. Um, you might be familiar with that, Amber. Yes. Yeah, and, um, and so that, that makes was, me really excited. <laughs> oh, I bet. Um, the shack, when we have spoken about the shack at the our events, there's only been probably a handful of people who even knew what that was. And that's your school health advisory council. And mm-hmm. so we actually, I just, before this, I had a dad call us and he said, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so I'll be at the meeting. I want to be on the shack. And he's done his own research. We're encouraging these people find out, find who's on there. Um, so that's definitely a win because we want that engagement on the local level. Um, We had at our school board meeting, we had some wins there. I'll let Cassandra share about that in a minute. But also there was a drag queen uh, brunch that is coming to um, the Woodlands uh, this coming weekend, actually. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't know if you saw that, but in our group, yeah, it was all ages performance. So we, we always like to approach, you know, approach them first give them an opportunity to uh, make the decision to, to do what's right. And it said all ages performance, and we wanted it to be adults only. Um, mm-hmm. So that definitely is a win because our community reached out and just voiced their concerns. And we weren't bashing the restaurant. We were just very clear with our messaging. This is to protect children. It's not appropriate. And the community here does not want it. And we had a little bit of ups and downs back and forth. They uh, changed it to 18 and then put unless accompanied by an adult. But as of today, they did change it to 18 and up only. So that is definitely a win. It shows our community and the mama bears rising that we can react and re, uh, we can approach in a way that is um, kind but firm and see what we can get done and the power of just this this group of concerned citizens speaking up. Yeah. And so and, and making sure that our approach was, hey, we're believers, we're we're Christ followers and we're believers. Right. So we we yes, we have certain um, we have certain things that we believe about that lifestyle. But we also think that if you're an adult and if you're 18 and older and you're an adult, then you have a freedom of choice and you have free will like like we all do. And and that's your decision to make. So it wasn't a a um, an anti um drag. It wasn't an anti-LGBTQ nope. message that we mm-hmm. had. It simply was just, it's not appropriate for children. 
and that's it. And so we were able to come, come, you know, express our views in that way and which gave us credibility and also no option for them to then come back and make any assumptions or accusations that we were coming from a, a standpoint of, of hate against that community, but rather it was love for our children. Right. And, and, I, and that's the thing, you know, loving people enough to tell them the truth. And, and that's, that's really where we come from, especially as Christians, we love you enough to tell you the truth. We know that, you know, your lifestyle, listen, we're all sinners, you know, but somebody has to be the one to say it. it otherwise they're not going to know, but you guys were at the convention. So tell me about the convention, tell other people who don't know, you know, I was told that, you know, the Texas, state convention is the largest in the United States. So it was super exciting. Lots of thousands and thousands of people. So can you tell us about the convention and what was, what's the goal of the convention? And you had mentioned the, um, the different, the 15 priorities of the GOP. Yeah. So the convention was, was really awesome. It was uh, mine and just it's our first time to ever attend a, a state convention. So that was super fun. And we, um, you know, it's pretty entertaining. I, I wish we had some GoPros on our heads so that we could entertain you with um, all of our, <laughs> you know, <laughs> our shenanigans that just we got lost a lot. Um, but it was great. We really learned a lot. Here's a funny thing I'll say before I we start talking about the priorities and the planks. Um, this is this is really um, awesome to us. But we had so many. We wore our shirts, our Mama Bears Rising shirts. Mm. And we had people, which I love, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. We will get you one. Yeah, I, we'll I was going to say, I'm going to be in Texas in a couple of weeks. I, I, I want know. one. <laughs> and we're going to see you. So we, you will get yes. one. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, so we were wearing those around and we had people, you know, yelling, Mama Bears Rising. Yeah. We love you. Thank you. And that was amazing. But even better than that was when we would get into the actual general, you know, sessions and meetings where everyone was um, debating issues and voting on issues and people were coming to us, asking us um, guidance and counsel, asking us what our priorities were, what we, um, what our group, you know, wanted to see with certain language and, and certain things like that. Um, that was really incredible because, and that just goes to show you that, um, that, you know, we can make change. Mm -hmm. Like we, we can do it. I think people are so, you know, they think that they're just one little voice and that, you know, it's just one little change. Well, guess what? A bunch of little voices and a bunch of little changes translate into a big voice and a big change. And so that was really super powerful and, and amazing. But yeah, so at our convention, the Republican Party convention. Basically, what we did was um, we um, went over the platform of uh, the party and we voted on priorities of the party. And so we started out with 15 priorities that just based on the votes of all of the delegates, these 15 things um, were the most important things that we um, were going to be expecting our state legislators to pass in the upcoming session. In Texas, we do our sessions every two years is when we have legislative session. So our next session starts in January of 2023. It goes through May. So these are the things that we're saying, hey, um, Republican um, legislators, this is what we're expecting um, you to do. It's not limited to this list. There are lots of other things um, that they'll work on. And obviously things will come up um, even between now and then. But these are the top 
15. And then what we did from there um, is all the delegates, we voted, um, and we weren't delegates actually, so they voted on um, taking that top 15 and narrowing it down to a top eight. So can I read those to you real quick? Yes, absolutely. Please share. The top eight priorities for the Republican Party of Texas are... Number one, protect our elections. That's super important. And that ties into what we're doing here, too, because if we can't, we don't have any control over um, our votes. And if they don't matter, then we cannot we cannot elect people to represent our values. Right. Right. Number two, protect the electric grid. Um, We had an issue here in Texas. So that's really important to Texas. Um, We have number three. It's an eliminate property tax. But guess what? When we get to number four is abolish abortion in Texas. Mm. So we're waiting on the Supreme Court ruling in Mississippi. If the Supreme Court in Mississippi says we're going to kick the issue of abortion back to the states, Texas will then immediately, there will be no law necessary because it's already there. It will immediately become a sanctuary state. Mm. Isn't that important? Number five. Ban gender modification in children. Yes. That's huge. Um, number six, ban taxpayer-funded lobbying. That that um, is related to what we're doing as well because we have a lot of these um, big um, education lobbyists that are trying to get this curriculum in that we're not okay with, these, these big um, PACs in Texas with a lot of money and a lot of lobbying. And our taxpayers are paying for them to go and lobby our legislators to get them to pass law that do not align with our values. Number seven. So here's number seven and eight. Number seven. Stop sexualizing Texas kids. Praise the Lord. And then I'll go over those more specifically with the planks. And then number eight is protect medical freedoms. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's huge. You know, the FDA recently said that, um, or I guess they've approved or they're pending approval for, and I believe it's approved for at least Pfizer to give um, babies six months and up. A vaccine, right? And this is, this is crazy. That's a whole nother um, soapbox that we can get onto mm-hmm. at another time, but we're really happy um, about these priorities. So specifically what, what we had listed on, on, on our planks um, under these individual platform issues. And so I will tell you that as um, for the priorities, when they listed all the priorities and there were several before they, they, they got to the top eight, right? But stop sexualizing Texas kids. Can I read you the language on oh, that? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Repeal Texas Penal Code, Obscenity Exemption 43.24C, which allows children access to harmful, explicit, or pornographic materials, and 43.25F2-3, through which allows sexual performance by a child. In addition, prohibit teaching, exposure, and or discussion of sexual matters, mechanics, feelings, orientation, or gender identity issues, and prohibit use of or provision of related books and other materials using criminal, civil, civil, or other enforcement measures. How awesome. Well, that makes me, that makes me really excited. I mean, I think that was, that was one of the things when we researched for the mind polluters and we knew that we couldn't put 
specific plans of action in place because it was going to be different across the board for every state. And to hear what you guys are doing and being able to educate people in a quick amount of time, even even screening the mind polluters is being, you know, giving you the foundation to say, hey, go and do your own homework on this. This is what you need to be looking at, because that's what we did. We started asking, okay, how do we change this? Where is this going to where can you make the biggest difference in in the shortest amount of time. And so that's really when we started with the the legislators it was it was interesting to start talking to people and seeing hey you have the power to change this and protect kids. And unfortunately here in Indiana it's been blocked twice. So yeah, well, um, you're in the the state that where you know the Kinsey Institute still is alive yeah. and thriving yeah. and Oh um, yeah. So it gets better though, Amber. I don't want you Yay! Yay! I like good news. <laughs> the mind polluters film and the direct impact mm-hmm. that it had on this party plank. Okay. I'm gonna read this to you and I want you to know and I want you to grasp the impact that your film had on it, okay? And it's not you. Holy it's cry. God, but <laughs> it's God, Lord, it is. But God used you and you were obedient in that. And I want you to hear that because we do, we need those reminders of, okay, what are we doing here? So here's the ex- obscenity exemption, okay? And this is on our, um, these are, this is on our, our plank, um, on our uh, platform plank. We urge the repeal of Texas Penal Code, Obscenity Exemption 43.24, which allows children access to harmful, explicit, or pornographic materials under the guise of education materials. The state of Texas should repeal all Texas laws based on the fraudulent research by Dr. Alfred Kinsey. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. Do you realize you know, there's so many people that did not even yeah. know the name Dr. Alfred Kinsey? Oh, we didn't either. We had no idea. Honest, I mean, we were just like you, just like everybody else. And we started looking at this and we're going, what, what, what is this? You know, how is this possible? And, and, and I think, and that's the thing. We were just like everybody else. I had no idea. Our kids are in private Christian school. We don't see these things. Uh, but it was going to the um, sexual revolution conference here in Indiana. And there were several of the women from Texas who came. And we met Audrey Werner there and mm-hmm. Debbie Simmons and um, Monica Klein. And and so we met all of these people and we started seeing, we're like, Oh my gosh, this is what kids are being exposed to. It, it might not be our kids, but somebody else's kids. Yes. Well, I'm a mama bear too. <laughs> right. Well, and those kids, the, those, you know, 90% of kids or whatever the, the, the number is that are in those public schools that are being exposed to that are the future of our nation. Those are the kids oh, that absolutely. your kids are going to live in community with. So yep. it matters. Like we can remove our children and say, okay, we're going to do something different. Um, but we owe it to all kids to fight mm-hmm. for them in the public, um, in the public square regarding, regarding yeah. schools. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. it's, it's insane. It's gone off the rails. And you know, what's so amazing about Audrey Werner, and I love her so much, is that she's done um, so much research and she has so much insight on how did this happen to begin with? Mm-hmm. You start yeah. to see that timeline of how something had to be removed from that environment in order for Kinsey's lies um, and making children sexual from birth 
even mm-hmm. to the point where they can consent, in order for that to be put into the schools, Christ had to first be taken out, right? Yep. And then there was a vacuum left there. And so what we're seeing now is the fruit of, of something that has really been happening for three decades or more. And, and, or yeah, it is more. And we're seeing the fruit of that. And that just goes to show, Hey, what we're doing right now, there will be fruit that will bear in the future. And we have to be willing to say, we're going to play the long game, just like the enemy plays the long game. You know, we have to start using the same tactics. Like what do we have to kick out in order to bring truth in? What do we need to do now in order so that some crazy law can't be put on the books later? How do we protect those things? And we have to start really thinking proactively, strategically, because historically speaking, we, um, and I'm I'm talking from a political standpoint now, um, conservatives have always been, and we're, a lot of us are, are Christians, you know, and most Christians, you know, are conservative, you know, Republicans, um, we're Christians first, but that's the party that lines up with our beliefs, but we always seem to be reactive versus proactive. And I know that's probably in our nature of just, you know, um, you know, to just, love and be kind and all those things and living at peace with everyone, living in peace with everyone. And what has happened is we fell asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. You know, we were kind of asleep for a while and now we're waking up and it's a lot, but it's not too late. And we know absolutely not. Right. And we owe it to the kids and we owe it more importantly to, to Jesus himself to say, Hey, you know, that scripture that you put in your film that we always say it is better to have a millstone tied around your neck and be thrown in the deepest parts of the ocean than to cause just one of these to stumble. Okay. Well, I believe that scripture is there because it matters. I believe that it means something. And I believe that the, there was an intentional, um, warning sign of, Hey, if you hurt kids, right. So because I believe that we have to do this. We have to do this because our children are being harmed. And if we're not actively fighting against it, then we are complicit. Mm -hmm. And that's a big issue right now that we discuss all the time. And which is why when we made our four pillars, um, that involves the church. And so the church who are trying to, you know, wade through these waters as well and and maybe fearful of, oh, this is a political topic or a political thing. This is for the legislature. No, no, stop doing that. Your silence is deafening and your Mm -hmm. silence is saying something right? You are giving the authority then to the people who are lying to our children. And those children are the children of your flock. This is your flock. And Mm so I know Jess is going to talk a little bit about our, the four pillars that we at Mama Bears Rising have said, these are our four pillars of importance. And this is how we are going to affect change from, from our just little, little, you know, corner of the world, our little corner of the world. Yeah. Talk about that, Jess. Yeah. And going back to that, um, even when you talk about the role of government, so many of us are ignorant about the role of government. And so it's Mm -hmm. flipped, right? Like it starts, and we talk about this a lot, Cassandra and I, and so starts with being informed and then engaging. So what we do at Mama Bears Rising, we have a really a four-pronged approach um, for parents and citizens engagement. And so 
like we discussed, local school boards and the SHAC, which is your school health advisory council, um, getting on those committees, having parents be the majority as it should be of the members represented in the community. So we can have a say of what our children are, what curriculum is coming into the schools in our area and then state legislation. We shared about that just in the, um, from coming back from the convention, looking at the legislation, does it need to be changed? Is it being misinterpreted? Um, do, does something new need to be presented? So we really are the, you know, grassroots of what these moms and dads are. They come to us with the issues as well as us being members of the community. And then we can have those policies crafted to address those issues. And then um, the church, as Cassandra mentioned, and we are very vocal about reaching out to the churches and saying, this is the time. Where else are we supposed mm -hmm. to go? So many people who go to churches here are coming to us with, with maybe their children are having gender identity issues, but they're ashamed. They're scared to say anything. So we really want to encourage our pastors stand beside them to say, have those hard conversations, you know, just like the mind polluters. People don't really want to hear about these horrible things, but ignorance is not bliss. It's not going to go away. And so we really need to take a stand. So we, we use the, this approach, these approaches to really move the needle so that we can see uh, going in, like we said at the beginning, so many were not engaged at all. And we're going to keep doing that. And we're going to come alongside them. The more they learn and the more they're engaged, the more empowered they'll feel to keep going and then and and then influence their circle of people as well. Yeah, it's been really um, amazing just to see um, how many people are responding well to this and really were, I think, hungry for just... I want to do something. I just don't know exactly where to start or where to plug in. And um, we are just such a little family. So it's whatever those giftings are, whether it's research or making phone calls or things like that. People are always saying um, they want to help. How can they come alongside of us? Um, and that's really great. Um, another thing is we are doing some different things. We're going to be having some conferences coming up here um, because what we have found is, okay, educators, a lot of educators are reaching out to us. A lot of families are reaching out to us that are in the public school system and they're asking for guidance for walking through this, knowing their bill of, you know, teacher bill of rights, their student bill of rights. They're knowing how, what can I go to school with on day one um, for families, for example, in Texas, we're an opt in for sex ed. But a lot of people don't know that. And they'll get a little form sometime throughout the year. It'll be a long form. It'll say, if you want to, you know, opt in, it's in small, small print and the kid will come home, mom, I need right. you to send this. And the right. parents will sign up not knowing what it is. So what we want to say is, hey, on day one of school, you're going to say, please, I need my, um, I need my opt out form. Or I need to write a letter to write, to opt out. And this will trump anything that my kid says later. I'm opting out of sex ed um, teaching. Okay, so those kind of things of them knowing and having like a little battle plan, a little strategy plan. Because we're not fighting again. This isn't about 
public schools are the enemy or teachers are the enemy. It's just about knowing your your rights, knowing your values, being able to freely stand up for those which you have constitutional and parental rights to be able to do so. A lot of people just aren't because they don't know how because they don't even know their rights are being violated or that they have any other options. So in July, um, on the 29th and 30th, we're going to have a conference here at Grace Church. So Friday, the 29th is going to be more for educators. And then the next day, the 30th is going to be for family, students and educators. And we're going to have guest speakers and we're going to have all kinds of great things to just um, inform, empower, engage, give them a community so that when they're going into the next school year, they're feeling empowered. They understand exactly, you know, what do I need to do before I get lost in the weeds of all the paperwork and all this? And did I miss this? And did I forget that? We're going to be very, again, proactive in asserting our rights as parents. Um, And then And we are looking for help with that. We are looking for sponsors for that. We're looking for vendors who want to be a part of that. People that just want to um, support us and what we're doing. Um, Because like you guys, we're self-funded also. And so, you know, in order to keep doing what we all do, which is so valuable, is we need other people to see the value in what we're bringing. So we hope that um, that that will happen. Um, So we have those things coming up. We also are appealing to pastors. We want to have a pastor forum just for pastors in the community to come together and do a screening together of the mind polluters and then have a discussion with us afterwards so that we can even lock arms with them and they can talk to us as moms um, and citizens of the community and church members, believers. And we can tell them, hey, this is really the fight that we're fighting every single day. And this is the fight that your flock is fighting and they need guidance on this and let us, you know, have a discussion with them. I really feel like if we can do something with the pastors in the community can all get together. I feel like together they will decide we cannot not address. Yeah. Can't. But what we need, Amber, um, is we need at least one pastor or two Three, to stand up and to say, hey, I will stick my neck out. I will tell all the other pastors in the area, please come to this. I'm going to be there. Please come. We're finding it hard, um, difficult to find pastors that are willing to do Mm. that. Um, So, you know, like your Bob Hall, your, you know, your Texas representative, uh, Senator Bob Hall (laughs) and your Steve Toth and your Brian Slayton's, you know, Mm. and we need those types of pastors that say, I will be the, I'll fall on the sword for for this. I'll be the Mm -hmm. one that will stick out my neck and be the first one to say, hey guys, come and do this. Because I really do believe that um, the enemy, there is an attack on the church, there's an attack on the families, there's an attack on pastors too. And our society and culture has become so divisive and politics has become a another word that creates a lot of division. And so Mm -hmm. what's happening is because these issues of protecting kids, somehow the enemy has been able to turn into political issues. Mm-hmm. Pastors now are a little, you know, they're trepidatious about mm-hmm. taking on these issues when in reality, there's sin issues. There's sin issues. Oh, it's across the board. It's a heart issue. It's Everything, all, all these issues, it's a heart issue. It's, it's, a heart you know, issue. it's fallen sin. 
It is. And they're scriptural issues. They were scriptural mm-hmm. issues before they were deemed political issues. And mm-hmm. I have this, you know, thing I always say, if I were the devil, I would make every sin issue a political issue so that pastors mm-hmm. would be too afraid to talk about it. And we yeah. see the fruit of that as well. We see the fruit of this misconception of separation of church and state. Right. And this mm-hmm. misallocation and misuse of that phrase in itself. Um, it was never about um, the church refraining from being involved in the state. It was always only about the state not being able to interfere in the church. Well, by proxy, the state is interfering with the church mm-hmm. by um, by making these things so political that churches aren't talking about it, right? Well, and I I always say we are one body and many parts. And I love being able to connect with my sisters in Texas. I mean, it's so exciting. We love you. (laughs) We're we're a little starstruck talking to you. So Oh, please. No. (laughs) You see me? I'm in my t-shirt. I'm just here hanging out. I love hanging out. You're a mom. (laughs) So so, um, where can people reach you? I know you ladies have to run and you've got a radio interview to get to. So how can people connect with you online? How can, especially in Texas, how can people get engaged? And, you know, one body, many parts. I know those pastors are going to come. Uh, we've, we see it across the board. I I can't tell you how many pastors have said no to us in screening the mind polluters and they're afraid they're, they're afraid of these issues. And, and I'm so proud of, of the both of you for taking a stand and leading the way where you are, because it's the local communities who are going to make the biggest difference. And if you can change those communities, you can change a state, you change a state, you can change a nation. And so empower as many local communities and parents and families. I mean, We'll, we'll band together. The Lord is 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 raising his church. So <laughs> how can people reach you? Together. We're already a family. Yeah. I feel like we know you. When we met yeah. a lot of our, our band of sisters, our band of moms, our band of, yeah. you know, people that want to protect kids, we met face to face, most of them at convention last weekend. Mm-hmm. But when we laid our eyes on them for the first time, it was not as if we were meeting for the first time. We met Diana Richards. You know, we oh, met yeah. Melissa Martin. We met Jennifer Montgomery. These are our sisters that we're locking arms yeah. with. Paul Davis, you know, the awesome attorney that is, that is, you know, going after these school boards and saying, hey, you're, you're, you're violating parental rights here. These are our sisters and brothers that we literally just laid eyes on for the first time. Mm-hmm. But, and that's the beauty of this relationship. And it's, I, I, I liken it to like your platoon, like, you know, think of that movie band of brothers and your platoon, the people that you're in the foxhole with, those are your, those are your people, right? Those are your, you weren't born family, but you are family. And there's just this mm-hmm. There's this certain um, loyalty to, that you have to them. There's this certain deep connection that that we have, and I we feel that with you. We feel like we are all one family. That this mo- likewise, I know this movement is so great. We're seeing it all across the nation. I mean, we saw a governor's race essentially flipped from a school board, from yeah. moms at a school board. The you know what I mean? And so we're going to yeah. do that with the help of you and all of these great organizations that we're locking arms with. We believe that we are going to do that together. And um, how can you get in touch with us, Jess? You know all this. Yes. So the first you want to go to mamabearsrising.com. Uh, you can go to our website. You'll see some events coming up. And then also you can join our community. We are on Facebook, Mama Bears Rising. You can We have a page on there and then the community, uh, the, the group. 
And we will soon have an app that you can have access to. We're very excited to get that going. As you can imagine, we've done a lot on the back end getting the systems up in place, but it'll be a way for us to be able to connect off of social. And then we'll also start adding resources to some of the organizations Cassandra was talking about. And not only that, but the steps and processes, because we found even as a parent myself going through grievances with my school district, the information is not easy to find. So we're, we're about, let's pull together. If parents have gone through the process, we're having a place in directory and a resource for parents to do that. So be looking for that soon. So mamabearsrising.com. Fantastic. And I will leave all that information in the show notes for anybody listening so they can be able, they can contact you directly. Uh, I am, I am just so, so thankful for each of you and what a blessing it is to be able to sit and just have a conversation. And I can't wait to be in Texas again. <laughs> hey, guess yes. what? We're going to be launching a podcast also. Yeah. We're going to launch Woo-hoo! on eight. And I would like to um, officially right here on record so everyone can hear the answer. Amber Archer, would you please come and be a guest <laughs> on our podcast? Would you be one of I our I would guests? love to. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Everybody heard it. So <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> we'll, we'll record it prior. And then once uh, we have that date out, we'll share that. But we're, yeah. we're in this together. We're and we're, we're so thankful for you. Um, and you're, well, you're, we got more tools coming, you know, I think oh. that's the thing. The Lord has us doing different things. And I'm so, I'm so thankful to be able, you know, one body, many parts, we all have a job to do within this body of, of believers. And, um, and it's a, it's a privilege to serve the Lord. Yeah. And we're not in competition. That's another thing. I'm no. like, we're not competing. Hey, if you've already, let's work smarter, not harder. Yeah. You know, so yeah. many parts have come together that have done this hard work. Let's just utilize and we be a resource, part of a, a bigger you know, just movement. We're just a small resource and we're, we're all working together to, for, yep. for the, the good of the kingdom of heaven yep. at the end of the day. Amen, right? sister. Yes. Thank yep. you so much for having us. We are honored and blessed to be here. Thank you, Amber. Yes. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. And I will talk to you again soon. 